Hi there. At Adept English, our philosophy is simple but effective. Listen and learn. By repeatedly listening to our content, you don't just absorb the language, you soak in British culture and accent as well. We make learning English easier, focusing on bite-sized lessons that have a big impact. What if you could speed up your learning by knowing just a few shortcuts? Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. The reason why we're called Adept English is that we try to help you be adept in your learning. Adept means expert, skillful, proficient. We aim to be proficient at teaching and then you can be skillful at learning. And sometimes we offer you learning shortcuts. A shortcut, S-H-O-R-T-C-U-T, means a way of doing something more quickly. Efficient teaching and learning, if you like. And by learning shortcuts, I mean pieces of learning that you would probably arrive at yourself in time. But if I point these things out to you, they make sense sooner. They make English easier and save you time. Our most common 500 words course is an example of a huge learning shortcut. Knowing the most frequently used words can boost your understanding of the language, enabling you to leap forward and become fluent more quickly. And today we're looking at English prefixes as a shortcut to understanding unfamiliar words. These tiny parts of words can be your best friend in working out the meaning of new vocabulary. So prefixes are like little signposts. Once you know them, they're a guide to the meaning of words. And if your own language is Latin-based like English, then you'll have the advantage that you'll know many of these from your own language. But if your language isn't Latin-based, this podcast really will explain a few things and be a very worthwhile learning shortcut for you. So what is a prefix? P-R-E-F-I-X, first of all. Well, a prefix is something that goes on the front of a word, like the anti in antiseptic or the co in cooperate. And the prefix changes the meaning, sometimes making it opposite, like septic and antiseptic. And sometimes it just alters the meaning. It gives it a nuance, a slight difference like the difference between to operate and to cooperate. So you've probably guessed the meanings of those first two. Anti, as a prefix, means against. Here, septic, S-E-P-T-I-C, means infected. An antiseptic is the substance that you might use to stop infection. Another example of anti would be anti-malaria tablets. And the prefix co, C-O, whether it's in the verb to cooperate or in the noun co-worker, simply means with. And just for completeness, here I will also mention the word suffix. That's S-U-F-F-I-X. A suffix is like a prefix, but it goes on the end of a word. So ness, N-E-S-S, would be an example of a suffix. And this suffix shows you that the word is a noun 
And with the suffix ness, it's usually an abstract noun, like illness, forgiveness, happiness, kindness or fitness. Back to prefixes. So most of these prefixes that we use in English are, as I've said, Latin language based, but some of them are also Greek in origin. You may well have either or both of these in your own language. Let's run through some common ones and their meanings. Sub, S-U-B as a prefix, usually means below or coming from underneath. So sub can be a prefix for abstract nouns or adjectives, suboptimal or substandard. Both mean not as good as it should be. But then you have subway, which is a very concrete noun, sometimes made of concrete, which is a passageway underneath a road. Or submarine, meaning a vessel or ship that goes underneath the sea. And sometimes sub means a lesser one like in words such as subroutine or subheading. A subroutine isn't quite as important as a main routine. And usually that's something that you come across in computer code, a subroutine. Or a subheading in a document. It's still a heading, but it's not as important as the main heading. It's important to remember too, not all words which begin with the form of a prefix actually are that prefix. For example, there are many words in English which begin sub, but it's not a prefix, like sublime or substance or subject. But knowing there's a possibility that sub could mean from beneath is still very useful and you will probably spot the difference. Pre and post are prefixes worth learning. Pre means before, as in prefix, or prehistory, or prehistoric, or premeditated, meaning thought of beforehand. And post means after, or afterwards, like in post-mortem, or postscript, postpartum, or to post-date. So a post-mortem is Latin, of course, and it means that medical examination that happens after death usually to find out what someone died of. That's a post-mortem. And postpartum means after birth. So both words again here are Latin. Postscript. You might see PS in someone's email. That stands for postscript. And it means after writing. They've added something as an afterthought. PS. And if you post-date something, you purposefully put a date in the future so that the document or the cheque isn't valid until that date is reached. There are lots of other examples, but they're just a few. Another prefix, contra, C-O-N-T-R-A, as in to contradict or a contraflow. Or with drugs or medicines, you might hear the word contraindication, C-O-N-T-R-A-I-N-D-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. So, Prefixes are often part of much longer words and they're useful because it helps you understand them, unpack them. Otherwise, they can feel a bit overwhelming. Any idea on contra? Well, contra usually means against. So the verb to contradict means to speak against, to express an opinion which is opposite to. A contraflow in English C-O-N-T-R-A-F-L-O-W 
this is a noun, then you'll often meet contraflows if you drive on the motorways in the UK. A contraflow is often there where there are roadworks and one side of the road is closed and the traffic is flowing in both directions on the same side of the road. That's a contraflow. It's the traffic flowing against itself, you might say. And with drugs and medicines, a contraindication means a sign that you should probably stop taking the drug, the medicine. It's a sign or symptom against the drug. You could say you're having some kind of bad reaction. Another example of a word with the prefix contra, contraception, meaning things you might use to stop conception or pregnancy. So far, all the prefix examples that I've chosen have a Latin base. Let's do a Greek prefix. What about tele? That's T-E-L-E. When I give you examples like telephone, telegraph, teleport, television, can you work out the meaning of the prefix tele? Well, it means at a distance. Television means you can see things which are far away. Telephone means you can hear someone speak who is far away. In German, Fernsehen means to watch TV, and it's literally to see far. If you think about words like telekinesis, that's T-E-L-E-K-I-N-E-S-I-S. -E -E that means moving things that are far away. Or telepathy, T-E-L-E-P-A-T-H-Y, means feeling things which are far away. Or even telescope, meaning seeing things which are far away. English words are so much easier once you've made this kind of connection, I think. What about the prefix circum? C-I-R-C-U-M. You might circumnavigate, or you might be circumspect, or you might even use the verb to circumlocute. And what about circumference or circumstance? What do they all have in common? Well, circum means around or about. So if you circumnavigate, you navigate around. If you are circumspect as an adjective, you are very careful to take notice of what is going on around you. The word circumference, that's C-I-R-C-U-M-F-E-R-E-N-C-E. -E -E. We use that in geometry, meaning the distance around an object or the distance around a circle. And a circumstance means the situation around you, the situation that surrounds someone or something. That is a circumstance. And circumcision means literally to cut around. And if you circumlocute, it means you talk around the subject. Another way of saying to circumlocute in English, you beat about the bush. You don't get to the point. You talk around it. Last one. What about the prefix by, B-I? It could be a bicycle, a bicentenary, a bisexual, a biped, or someone who's bipolar. And again, hundreds of words in English start with the letters B-I, but a clue that the word is being used as the prefix by is the pronunciation with that long I, and probably the stress on the syllable. Its meaning? Well, 
bi indicates that there are two of something in the meaning. So a bicycle has two wheels, while a tricycle has three. Her bicentenary means a two-century anniversary, or 200 years since something happened. For example, the National Gallery in London will celebrate its bicentenary in 2024. A bisexual person experiences sexual attraction to both men and women. A biped has two feet, not four like a dog or a cat. And if you're bipolar, that's B-I-P-O-L-A-R, that means that you experience two extremes or poles of mood. You're either very, very happy and high, or you're in the depths of despair and feeling very depressed. If you know anyone with a diagnosis of bipolar, you'll recognise that one. Okay, so we covered the prefixes sub, pre, post, contra, tele, circum and bi. You see if you can think of words yourself that use these prefixes. And of course, beware those false friends too. Those words which begin with the same letters, but it's not a prefix. Let us know how you got on with this podcast and whether you would like more ones like this. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.